0: Each one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning.
1: Welcome to Separate with Lynn. I'm Lynn Wedham and I'm always excited to be here with you on Wednesday mornings. Uh, My morning got started a little different this morning because uh, on my drive here, um, there was a dog in the middle of the road um, and she didn't seem to know to get off the road. It looked like she may already have been tapped by a car. And so I turned around and went back, and she. there was other traffic that was all having to stop for her. So I uh, opened the door of my car, and she hopped in. Uh, so she's at my office, and I will be looking for her owners later today. Um, picked her up the corner of Highway 5 and Burt Road. Um, she's a small possibly shepherd cross but she's very light in color so if anyone knows her uh i will be looking for her owners later today she's already on facebook so (laughs) you can see her picture there um We've got a great show planned today. Please feel free to join in on the discussion today. Call in or use the chat room on the a to zen website. Email me anytime at lynn at I'm here to answer your questions about your financial needs, your retirement income planning, or how to effectively add charitable giving to your financial plan or your estate planning. That email again is lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Our topic today is Great Partnerships Mean Everyone Wins with guest Rita Marie Hadley, Executive Director of Lansdowne Children's Centre. Today we'll learn about the work of the Lansdowne Children's Centre and how members of the community come out to support the organization every year in a big way. Two of these exciting events are the Great Northern Ride and the Lansdowne Motorcycle Ride. Our guest, Rita Marie Hadley, is Executive Director of the Lansdowne Children's Centre. She was born in Brantford and raised here uh, in Brantford, and she's now a resident of Brant County. She's married to John, a family doctor, and she's mother to two young adults, Madeline and Michaela. Um, She's been with the Lansdowne Children's Center since 2006. She was previously a project manager at Hamilton Health Sciences after 16 years in the District Health Council system. She is a graduate of the University of Toronto and holds a Bachelor of Science and a Master's of Health Administration. She is a certified health executive with the Canadian College of Health Leaders. She is active on local boards including Nova Vita, the Y, and the Chamber of Commerce since 1985, as well as committees serving social and health service agencies agencies. She's a member of the Rotary Club of Brantford, where she's on the board, and she's involved with Clowns for Kids and Air Show fundraisers. Welcome, Rita Marie. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. It's good to be here. Okay, and um, Rita Marie, Clowns for Kids, that sounds like fun. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. It's one of the fundraisers that Rotary came up with. They are a great service club that has a really strong tradition of supporting children's charities in this community. And so when I became a Rotarian, I was asked off the top, would I get involved with that? And Pat Duguid was the founder of that uh, fundraiser. It was one that the Rotary Club of Brantford adopted from the Rotary Club of Toronto and uh, they've made it their own and they've tied it in locally with the Santa Claus parade and it's a way of Rotarians being front and center in the parade, partnering with the j c s who who do a great job organizing that parade, but the clowns are a way of rotary getting some sponsorship uh people for their contribution will be made up as a clown they their costume and for depending on the different donation levels uh can have other young people participate um as clowns in the parade the Learn a little bit about clowning around. Uh, it doesn't always <laughs> come naturally to everybody. Uh, it's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea, but it, it is a fun thing to be doing. And certainly, being at Lansdowne Children's Center, I know it can also be a way of of communicating. the the, the body language piece can be very entertaining. Uh, and nonverbal parts of of clowning are, are ways that people can connect. So I've been involved with that since becoming involved with Rotary, and and hats off to Rotary for thinking outside the box for for different ways to Engage, and the money that sure. they raise to support for for causes in this community is so essential to, to the successes of, of the nonprofits.
1: It's always amazing to me what people will do behind a mask or behind a costume that they would that they would never dream of doing <laughs> with without that uh, without that in front of them. You're right about that because I must say marching the
2: length of the Santa Claus parade you know you have to do things to keep yourself warm which is clowning around and it feels a little bit more anonymous when you're in a clown face and doing lots of things that are a little bit out of
1: character. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that that sounds like a really fun uh fun way to to uh, raise some money for the community.
2: And it's um neat because it's it's inclusive and when we have exchange students that visit us and stay with Rotarians and other community members for the year, the ro- the exchange students they also get involved and they dress up as clowns too.
1: So there's there's all ages and sizes involved in it. Well yeah, that would be quite memorable for them too, I'm sure. hmm It's it's a unique yeah. experience for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us about the Lansdowne Children's Center. Um, how long has it been operating? Well, actually, it's a timely question because we've just entered
2: our 40th year as an incorporated agency. Uh, We are what's formally called a children's treatment center. The entire province is served by a system of children's treatment centers that support uh, children and youth who have physical, communication, or developmental challenges. And Lansdowne was incorporated under the Public Hospitals Act 40 years ago. However, Prior to that incorporation in 1974, there were families that were linking together as early as 1952. There were a number of families whose children had cerebral palsy and some other needs, and they were meeting together to find ways of supporting their children. And so we really owe it to the families who got together. And from the early steps in 1952, There were uh, different groupings over time that tied in with formal healthcare system locally. The Cerebral Palsy Centre was actually still uh, in in the 1950s was was the focus, and it was through that organization that some of the growth came about. Uh, The 1960 landmark was when uh, the Cerebral Palsy Centre moved to the Brantford General Hospital, And at that time, the Rotary Club became a really essential part of supporting the families, together with the Easter Seal Society. So, in fact, the uh, history pages show the president of the Rotary Club at the Brantford General Hospital at what was called the Rotary Crippled Children's Centre. So, over time, that came not to be the name we would use anymore, nor enough space for what was needed, and further growth resulted in some other attention to the education needs uh, of young people who were being uh, supported in, in that center. In 1974, when the incorporation came about, that was also around the time that all of the services for the children moved to what's currently the Lansdowne Elementary School in town, and that's where the name came from. Okay. so the the school that currently operates to educate students in mainstream system, uh, had a clinical division and a number of special, uh, dedicated classrooms where young people who had physical or communication or developmental needs were supported. But also elsewhere in town at a number of different locations, there were other programs that were coming under the umbrella of what was becoming Lansdowne. So the infant development program and special services at home for respite, uh, as well as some of the supports in child care centers to make sure that children with disabilities are included they were developing at different sites and so while Lansdowne's been around for a while it was only when they came in 1998 to our current location on Mount Pleasant Street that all of that came together under one roof so it's been an evolution it's been just like a child growing up it's been an organization growing up with parts that have contributed together so that today we have a pretty wholesome service for families whose children have com- some complex needs
1: and there's one place to come. It and it is down. it is quite there is quite a variety there when you take you know children with physical needs and then mm-hmm. the needs of communication and then also the developmental development. um that's that's quite a wide variety of of um children and families that are being supported. Um it sure is. In know, fact, a couple of questions do... come from that. How do you how do you ever begin to to manage um all of the um things that are going on and then what are the supports that are provided to those children?
2: Well, to start with, uh we, we really do look to the parents as the experts. They are the ones that spend all the time with their children. uh, They are the ones that see them waking, they see how they interact, they see how they eat, they see how they sleep. So our services here are are largely based on self-referral. Just as it may be a medical practitioner or a teacher who may suggest that there are some needs and a family may want to look for some services, we equally accept the referrals and queries from parents who say, I'm not sure if my child's on track. So we, from childbirth all the way through up to age 21, if a child is still in school, we can support them. And we're able to do that with some amazing staff. We recruit people and are really proud when we can retain them who are pediatric specialists. We have over 200 staff. And it's a bit deceptive when people drive by our, our centre because what looks from the road to be a school is actually a large triangular building. And we have around 110 staff on site and another 100 wow. staff out in the community. And with that amazing, talented, dedicated crew, we're able to serve almost 2,500 children each year. And wow. the the part that is, again, surprising, people think it looks like a school. They think, okay, there's classrooms there. There's How many kids could there be there? But the, the yes. part is we're not a school, even though that was part of the original history of the building we're in. People who we support will go to the school in their neighborhood or the one that best meets their needs. And they'll come here for treatment, whether it is rehabilitation or it might be some child development support or it might be support to the family or our staff will go out into the community to provide some of the services and some of that service can be around recreation because that's part of what's really important for us as we grow up. If we don't have any challenges, we still are expected to be active, uh, taking care of our own physical needs and recreation is a very important part of that. And sometimes people who have a disability face significant barriers. So it's part of our mandate to make sure that children have an opportunity and are included in recreation. It's part of being healthy and active and taking care of ourselves. The third part, I always say the three R's, respite, recreation, and rehab. Rehab is kind of the core of where it came from. But respite is also important. It's so important because it's giving the parents a break. And none of our children whom we support, children and youth, Live anywhere other than at home. In in the, the mainstream, they are living with their family, and so their families take on an awful lot of care. In some cases, that might have, decades ago, been provided by professionals in an institution. And the current model is the families with outside supports coming in are the ones who provide all those needs. So they need breaks. So respite is a very important part of what we offer as well, too. Mm-hmm. So we we are able to serve. This past year, we served 2,404 unique individuals. But what challenges us is when we still have people on our wait list. So, it, it, it may be a bit of oh. a surprise to, to realize that there is that kind of need. But we need a whole community to support us. And we mm-hmm. have 21. There's 21 such children's treatment centers that cover the province. Mm-hmm. So, not every community has one. People may have to travel, and sometimes we are aware of people who relocate so that they are closer to the services because. When your child has some complex needs, you make that a priority, and that can also uh drive what some other things are that you're doing in the family's life and we 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 are aware of that, so the, 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 we're we're quite conscious of the the efforts that families make when There is therapy to be done. Yes, the child has to work hard on the difficult goals, but the the families also have to, along with other siblings, make it to the appointments, do the practice at home, buy the adapted equipment. Sometimes it's modified diet. There's a range of technology and other physical adaptations, sometimes to a home that may be needed, depending on the young person's challenges.
1: Wow. So the um what i get from that is that the 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 services you provide are are based very directly based on the need of that child and the family that's right we we don't get it
2: we don't uh, exclude on the basis of a diagnosis it's more what are the functional needs. So we don't expect Mm -hmm. the parent to say, my child has been diagnosed with this, because sometimes they can very clearly come with an identified syndrome, or if born prematurely, then that might be part of the challenge, and we'll work to make sure that we are aware of developmental milestones. But sometimes things don't express themselves so clearly. But what's important is that there's an identified functional need, and that's where our staff can come in so that the occupational therapist or the physical therapist or the speech pathologist or the social worker will have their own range of competencies and they can look at what are what are the challenges in terms of activities of daily living what are the challenges great. in terms of communication so the assessment we very much work on what called transdisciplinary uh, approach, so that we bring all the team members together. If a child is complicated and we need to work it out together so that we're not asking the parent to one by one go to one professional, then to another, then to another, because we have them all here. But it's mm-hmm. more family-friendly to have everyone get together and in a play-based assessment with a young person there and their family go through. Okay, let let's see what's going on, and that way it's less intimidating. We can come out with a unified care plan.
0: And That's look what great. the best
2: approach is. Mm-hmm.
1: That's terrific. Uh, we'll we'll just stop there for a for a minute, Rita Marie, and we'll go to break, and we'll learn more about this after the break. Sounds
0: good. Is there a contribution that you dream of making in society? Planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: today is called uh, Great Partnerships Mean Everyone Wins and our guest is Rita Marie Hadley um from the Lansdowne Children's Center. We've been learning about the extensive work um of the Lansdowne Children's Center and the huge number, uh twenty five hundred children almost in a year who are um who are served by the uh by the center. Um and the the center it's very extensive in that the um the services they provide are, are very much um, based on what the need of the child and the need of the family is. So this and they're serving uh children with uh physical um problems, uh, communication, developmental disorders. So a wide range of, of children are served by the uh by the Lansdowne Children's Center. Um So, Rita Marie, um, we want to talk today about some of the fundraisers and and some of the the community partnerships that that have been made um, to help support the Lansdowne Children's Centre. Can you tell us a bit about some of that?
2: Certainly. Well, I think I started off by even that the, our history includes that when I was mentioning the Rotary Club and Easter Seals. And in fact, it was one very special Rotarian that got us started on some great fundraisers that we're so pleased with, we're so proud of because they involve adults doing fun things, happens to raise money for us. And I, I'm referring to the great Northern Snowmobile ride, which... Uh, started when um, Bob Casey as a Rotarian got going with a, a number of men who enjoy snowmobiling and they went to a number of different cold locations in the winter And drove (laughs) long days, but had fun doing that. But they got sponsorships and they've raised some amazing funds for it. So that great northern snowmobile ride has been benefiting local children's charities, including Lansdowne, for a number of years. And the same great Bob Casey also started 10 years ago a charity motorcycle ride, which is uh, directly um, run by Lansdowne. And we just marked our 10th year at the beginning of May. And the beauty of that, again, is if you are a motorcycle rider and have a a soft spot for children it's a way to come out drive past lansdowne see the kids whom you're supporting but also run through 75 kilometers of lovely territory in our area now not everyone mm-hmm. has a snowmobile nor a motorcycle so, so people who pledge them are equally great supporters or people who are sponsors of those events people help who help out in volunteering uh for instance with the motorcycle ride we start and begin at the civic center we have entertainment there and uh, people come out uh, to to see the spectacle. And th- that helps us raise awareness in the community. Uh, often mm-hmm. people aren't aware of landstone if they haven't had the need, and it's not something that's on their radar. But we, we really are happy when we can tell the story because we want the whole community to be aware of the good work we do, but also of our needs. And while we have government funding for a good chunk of what we do, uh, we have wait lists, but we also have some services that aren't government funded and that's why we do the fundraising. Uh recreation as I noted before is so important but yet there are there are not dedicated funds that allow us to operate that with with what is available from the government. So we do the fundraising so recreation can happen so that young people have the opportunity to to take the chances to get involved and to also know that they they can with some help be included in what's available in their neighborhood.
1: We also I think it's a partner. Go ahead. I think it's a great the um, the motorcycle ride and the Great Northern ride. I think are great examples of where someone has taken their hobby or or you know something that um, that they feel strongly about, something they want to spend their time at, and turned it into a fundraiser for something um, that they feel equally passionate about, which was is mm-hmm. helping the children.
2: Mhm the so, idea that they're they're involved in recreation and helping us make recreation possible for our kids. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So
1: again that that's there's there's that win-win um that win-win that we were talking about. So that's for wonderful. Sure.
2: I would say there's yep. other ways
1: that partnerships
2: are a reality, too, even in the services we provide. Uh, not always is someone's need uh, just cleanly in an area of physical or developmental challenges. Sometimes some of our clients may also have needs that, Agencies providing mental health services n- need to get involved with, or some behavioral supports, and certainly the healthcare system broadly. A number of our clients will be involved, maybe with hospital for sick kids or McMaster Children's Hospital. So our our staff do a lot of coordinating and partnering with other agencies where uh, there are supports that, that can help our families too. So I'd say service partnerships are, are very important, as well as service clubs, and we're we're so delighted when. Some of the partnership comes from people just saying, oh, I see you have a need, and that is included parents of clients who come here. They said, oh, I see the lines in the parking lot need painting. That's my, my company does that. So the in-kind mm. gift and the, the noticing what we could use is, is really appreciated. Some of our families and some of the siblings of kids who come here have put on fundraiser when they've noticed what a difference it makes for their child or for their brother or sister. And we've had events including a Halloween bash, barbecues by, by the brother of, of one of the clients. He wanted to get iPads for our kids and his child his brother's child care class, because his brother, who has autism, is, is challenged in regular communication, and uh, the electronics sometimes can really bridge a communications gap. So we're impressed, and I was grateful by the creativity of people who, who find ways to support us. Mm-hmm. Some of the ways people have supported us as well has been in planned giving, by including us in a will or with gifts of share or stocks. So there, there's a whole range when people have gifts of their time or their treasure or their talent. We're we're so grateful because that that signals back to the families of the kids who are coming here. It, it, the community cares about us.
0: It's a mm-hmm. nice message
2: for staff as well too. Because staff, again, we are grateful they choose a pediatric specialty. But we also, uh, being where we are, there's there's competition for whom they could be working for. They could be working in the education system, they could work in the the bigger healthcare system uh, that's serving all the population, or in private practice. And so they're, they're they um, by choosing to work here, they they may not have some other opportunities. But we're so grateful, and our clients are getting the best of the best when they have staff who've chosen Lansdowne and
1: and work on their their specialty skills here. Mhm. So what are some of the things that the the center's been able to accomplish um you know due to the funds raised by the rides over the years? Well, the ride and
2: the uh, range of the fundraising for recreation has really enriched the lives of children Whom, if they, let's say, that they signed up to go to the Neighbourhood Recreation Centre for an after-school drop-in program, depending on the need of that child, they may be turned down if their parents said, I've just registered my child. And, well, yes, you could say the human rights mean that they can be included, but the reality is that the staffing there, may not have enough people who who have the right training to know how to include them with a physical or communication or developmental challenge so our programs have included some really unique partnerships at work and so our every kid counts program which is totally funded through donations was started initially 11 years ago with a Trillium grant. So the Trillium Mm -hmm. Foundation brought partners together involved in recreation across the city. And so the the, uh, great players who always support recreation, Parks and Rec, uh, Boys and Girls Club, the Y, and the... A uh, range of folks wanting it to happen help to seed this, and then Lansdowne has continued it by doing the fundraising. And Every Kid Counts allows a parent they pay their own registration. They get the child uh, fitted into whether it's archery or scouts or learn to swim or a recreation activity that appeals to the child and is age-appropriate. And then through Every Kid Counts, our funds allow us to Attach a support worker, so an individually matched person, probably a young person uh, who has special training, but can accompany that young person, her client, to the, that that uh, recreation of choice. And so it's not, oh, here comes so and so, and he's got his mom, because that's the only way he can participate. No, he's got a friend with him. And they may not always look obvious as, oh, it's a worker, it's, it's a, another useful young person helping you participate. And, and that has opened the doors to so many new activities that young people in the past might not have had that chance for. So that is a real award winner for us. We've had our staff go to Ottawa to accept awards to acknowledge us and locally our our county has also acknowledged it too. So that model of inclusion by using what's available in the mainstream but just tacking on some supports to allow for more participation, that ha- has made such a difference We also are able, through our recreation, with some corporate donations, and again, from the funds in this, to have uh, the staff coordinating the uh, assignment of support workers, uh, of having theme nights here, of having uh, recreation nights that allow the young people who may not have their own social groups that always include them, and that's another sobering reality of what we need to be in a more inclusive society is that sometimes it can be lonely and kids with disabilities are excluded. So so things that we celebrate and things we've been able to achieve might be because someone has been at a recreation activity, maybe they got invited to a birthday party, maybe they got included, maybe they got invited over to hang out. And it's not only through the structured recreation programming we have here that they are socializing with other children. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's also something that is uh, uh, what we support families with here. We have one of our teams, we call our Lifespan Team, and that's social workers, child and youth worker, and service coordinators. And and they look at the needs of families and our clients, our young people, uh, when they make transitions across the lifespan, so whether it's from infant to toddler, toddler into preschooler, or preschooler or going into uh, mainstream school, uh, elementary to secondary school, and then secondary school, uh, uh, transitioning into the adult world. And along that way, there's a lot of social interactions that occur too. And if you mm-hmm. are isolated, that can feel very lonely. And so we we are able to have a teen group, uh, again, supported through some of the fundraising, a teen group that allows for some socializing, that allows for people with some shared experiences to get together and to talk. Uh, Part of our regular programming for social work will look at uh, sexuality and also life skills and some transition into adulthood. But the parts that uh, recreation can build in, in some senses it's a little bit intangible, but it makes mm-hmm. such a difference that the whole idea of inclusion, And uh, if things happen naturally, then that would be a measure of success. It's not something we're going to have reports on, but that gives you an idea. If, if your child uh, is making really good progress with therapy goals but is not um, included in their community, then you get a sense that not, not everything you want for your child is there. And so we, we like to be able to play a role in that. So there's a,
1: there's a social aspect to that as well. A very important uh, aspect, yeah. Of the support, mm-hmm. yeah. It's mm-hmm. time for us to go to another break. Um, this is fascinating, and and we're going to learn more about it after the break.
0: Okay. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: back to Separate right with lynn my guest is rita marie hadley from the lansdowne Children's center um, rita marie i was impressed by the website about how many different things are are going on as well as you know from what you've been telling us in a short while you've mentioned a lot of programs and a lot of support and a lot of things going on um, which of the program's mean the most to you. Well, that's like saying which is your favorite child. <laughs> I would <I'd laughs> say that it's important for me
2: that we have the range available so that when we come when a family comes in the door and knowing that you know they don't have a diagnosis, they just know something's not right, that there can be a broad enough approach to assessing and saying, "Okay, well how do we improve function?" Uh, maybe there will be coming there maybe there will be a diagnosis down the road, but for now, let's see how we can help with improving eye-hand coordination or fine motor skills or communications so that uh... welcoming aspect of how it all fits together that's what i'm proudest of the fact that it should feel welcoming so that people know they can get what they need in this community or if, if not if it is such a specialized need that we can link them that that our experts here are are connected and are are able to find what what is available and. We talk about the, each child realizing their potential. We are amazed. We are continually amazed when, when young people, uh, together with the family, set some goals and they surpass those goals. And those are very rewarding moments. And so I, I'm, I'm proud of all those little moments. And I say little, not lightly, because I know how big a deal it can be if someone who had previously been unable to was able to s- strengthen their core and sit upright for five minutes or to make some changes and walk without braces. It's individual to each child. Uh, The miracles that we're seeing in terms of lives that are being supported that in the past we weren't able to support and now technology does allow us to support, it's quite amazing. The the, the human spirit, the families and the young people who, who do overcome very significant challenges and so Every story is an amazing one, and so so each of the
1: you, two thousand four hundred four
2: hundred and forty, you know, <laughs> each of those is an amazing story to me.
1: <laughs> okay, they're they're all your favorites. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you see a family come in and they're overwhelmed and possibly confused, and and you do see that child beginning to, you know, reach their potential. Um, you know, and and the the family, um, you know, gets gets that relief and that um, you know is is appreciative of the the help that they're getting. How does that make you feel?
2: Oh well, it brings tears to people's eyes. At our last uh, annual general meeting, we were actually able to, to focus on a few of. Of those uh, those moments that it, it was a way of uh, looking at uh, where we've come and I'll give you as an example of uh, one of the elements of our meeting was we, we, we called it uh, high notes humor and hope and so we started with the high notes of having our Lansdowne Larks perform for us now they are some teens who are in a choir and you might say okay Glee is all about teens in a choir big deal well, if you we think about kids who either have physical, communication, developmental challenges, and we have all uh, the, the range of, of those needs reflected in the young people who come together in this choir, it is amazing, and they perform for us. You're going to miss me when I'm gone, and they're going to miss each other when we're gone. They are teens who are about to be aging out, but they've overcome such significant challenges, but they're teens who are aging out that many of our staff remember when they came in as toddlers or as infants or as fairly early into their school career and not really uh, knowing for sure what their needs or diagnoses were, we just knew what some of the challenges were. So the fact that they bring together their talents and they can they perform for us, that, that makes everyone so happy. And another moment that made us very, very happy at our annual meeting was to be able to see one of our clients presented with a provincial scholarship for going off to university to study applied economics. This is a young man who first became involved with our agency when he was 13 months old. And his mother shared his story with us in our annual report. And again, it was an example of not really knowing what his future would be, other than he probably was going to have therapists in it in the future. And for our staff who have had, had different involvements over his 18 years and then to see him accepting a university scholarship. And then he, after accepting the scholarship, he gave a little impromptu speech saying, it was hard work, you know, and that was lots of stretching. and But it, it made me the person I am today, and it, it made me able to walk and able to do what I'm doing, and I'm heading off to university. And that is so rewarding. You can't put a value on that.
1: No. Not every no.
2: story, though, will have such a momentous outcome in the sense of we're doing our job and we're successful if we give a family a break and that keeps the family together. It can make a lot of stress in a situation when there's someone with very high needs. Uh relationships are are need attention and uh can be challenged when there there are a lot of pressing uh, health needs from a child who with a lot of complexities. So we we know how important respite is. So if we've been successful in saying you don't need to worry about your child during this period of time, Take this time to focus on other family members and refresh your batteries. Than that, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing mm-hmm. our job if we've managed to do that. So some of the stories can't be so public, but uh, the other successes are, are when we see some of our young people who are blossoming in public when they are our ambassadors for some of our events. And those mm-hmm. are very proud moments. So, for instance, for the charity motorcycle ride, as well as for the uh, Great Northern Ride, uh, Bob's been great at having young people who have been uh, chosen to be ambassadors, and they have had a range of their communication abilities. So sometimes they'll partner with their parents in telling their story. Sometimes they'll, they'll deliver a speech that may take some really active listening because they use uh, symbols for the picture symbols for their way of writing their speech down so it's it's definitely mm-hmm. uh, uh, an act of hard work to deliver a speech but we get the very personal story of young people saying because you wrote and went in this fundraiser, I had a chance to participate in recreation at Lansdowne. And we have some stellar young people who are, have been Athletes of the Week, and they have some great potential. So whether they'll be participating in the Special Olympics or in the future Paralympics, we mm-hmm. we have such optimism about the potential of our young people, whom we support.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, and, and the I think the, the respite and you know giving the family a an opportunity um to you know to to step away from a bit from from the work and from the um from the very constant care that that some of the um that some of the children need i think it's very important too
2: mhm I, I might note as well too part of what we provide is Uh, In addition to our site at Mount Pleasant here, we also have uh, a very special place we operate called Kids Country Inn, and it's not too far from us. It's it's on the second floor of the Brantwood Center, and Kids Country Inn is a dedicated spot where it's meant to be a, a great place for kids to get away kids who have uh... medical technological needs, or they might be fragile and at home they would probably have some nursing staff and so they would probably have some tubes or technology involved and so for a parent of a child with those kind of fragility and medical needs it may be even more difficult to say yes i'll take a break you can take care of my child because of the around-the-clock vigilance that they know their child needs and so the fact that we, with our nursing staff and our partnership with the Community Care Access Centre, we, we can provide that very safe place where a child can go and have fun, but the parents can know they don't need to worry about their child's well-being while they're there. And that's a very big step. Often parents do it in baby steps so they might do for an hour at a time before they take advantage of the opportunity for overnight on a weekend And it's actually timely that I'm mentioning our Kid country in because we also, as we head into summer, are operating 10 weeks of camp because this is the time that parents aren't going to have their kids in school. So that means there's even more onus on them uh, around the care needs of their child with special needs. Uh, They aren't going to be in school for a number of hours a day. They will be at home 24-7 until September. And so Mm -hmm. by operating 10 weeks of camp, we have a range of supports. And so some of them are at our kids' country Inn. So for the kids who are medically fragile and technologically dependent, not only do we have the weekend offerings. During the summer, we have special dedicated week-long camps. One of our camps that we offer is also called a skills camp. And Skills, yes, in terms of what you need to learn. It's also an acronym for uh, independence and learning some life lessons for some of our teens who are about to transition to independent living. And so it's our chance to let them learn what is it like to track your own care. If they're going to be heading off to college or university or to living on their own, or taking some brave steps away from the family home, they need to learn how do you navigate the transportation system, how do you take care of banking and groceries, and how do I do menu planning. And they do that collectively as a group of young people with some similar needs. They do that with the aid of um, the multidisciplinary team here and spend a week trying to figure out, okay, if I'm going to be on my own, how, how can I get from here to there? And so there's some amazing breakthroughs that occur during those weeks of camp as well. As well as we have what normal camp would be in the sense of you get there, do you have fun? You blow bubbles. You have circle time. <laughs> we, we, so we do that in partnership at one of our our local community schools, and we are we are, are grateful for the chance to be able to to offer that uh, in in partnership by using the board of education premises but knowing that uh, a camp experience is something that children value and it it gives them a chance to be in in a school environment but with some really fun, different activities. And it's also an important aspect of, of parents having some respite over the summer, but also knowing the kids are in meaningful activities.
1: There is so much going on, Rita Marie. There's so many programs at and, and so many levels and, and different things going on. I'm going to come back to a question I asked earlier. How do you keep track of everything that's going on?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it's funny you should mention that because we we, also, because we are a health entity, um, the Origins and the Public Hospitals Act. We have electronic health records. We have... We have uh, devices that we take out in the community so that we can track uh, the the uh, activities and the goals and the and the targets for our our staff providing the services for the families and and we have two boards of directors because we have governors of the services of our center and we have a board of directors for our foundation so it takes mm-hmm. those volunteers at, at the governance level and a, a really strong staff team it's a pretty it's a pretty lot organization we have. Uh, A management team with three service directors, a business director and a human resources director. We have a medical director and myself, and we have a really dedicated team, uh, a group of teams, and they have the team coordinators, but it's the fact that they work together in this really strong transdisciplinary mode that I think helps. We're moving to a more of a geographic model, and that's a change for us, but we cover the city of brantford brant county as well as haldeman and norfolk and we we also serve uh, young people from six nations and new credit so it's a significant geography that we cover and we uh, vary in terms of how people are served if they are able to come on site for services they're served here at the center but one of our biggest challenges we're quite crowded here we need more space so often Mm -hmm. it means that we deliver services somewhere else Uh, so we might go to the early years center or to the library or mm-hmm. we,
1: we have a satellite in Norfolk County, so we go to Simcoe, where we serve young people. <laughs> yeah. or just, just, when, just when I think I've got it figured out what, uh, what you got on the go, you add more. <laughs>
2: oh, yes,
1: yes. We are complex like the kids we support. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but
2: that's how it, we've grown.
1: <laughs> yep, and it is time for us to go to a break again, Rita Marie, and uh, okay. um, when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the needs of the, uh, the Centre. Okay.
0: contribution that you dream of making. In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Hello again, this is Lynn Wadham on Step right with Lynn. We are speaking with uh, Rita Marie Hadley today um, from the Lansdowne Children's Centre and we are learning about how complex uh, the organization is and how far-reaching it is. Um, now, Rita Marie, uh, what's the greatest need of the Lansdowne Children's Centre right at this point?
2: Well, I would say it's probably our space. We are so crowded here, which is, again, a success story. When Lansdowne came to our current site 16 years ago, it was a glorious celebration of bringing all the surfaces under one roof. Lansdowne was spread out in different sites, and at that time, there were 50 staff on site. Well, we're 110 on site, and we serve three times as many children, so the success is that we've been able to grow our budget or we've been able to grow the staff and serve that many more people but uh, if you were to look at our space you would say oh it's been subdivided and subdivided and so we are we have maximized how we've used our space here and we increasingly have our staff travel to Uh, other locations to provide services and there's a good aspect to that in the sense that that could be closer to where families are but it is a trade-off to how efficient we are because if staff is able to provide services on-site here then that means they can serve more families and children and also quite honestly there there becomes a limit you can only fit so much into space and and Mm -hmm. we have worked with uh, architects in order to do our space planning appropriately because they are the professionals they've allowed us to exploit nooks and crannies and fit things in that have allowed us to, to grow and grow and grow, but we uh, have have reached a limit on that. So we need to find ways in partnership and certainly with our government funders to be able to expand the space that we have available. And and there's many different ways that can be done. Certainly as with our satellite in Simcoe, which is important because it provides local access, there is another model of having other locations, other outreach sites, which we currently would say we probably do an awful lot of that. We're at around 30 different outreach locations as childcare centres and schools as well. But the other aspects are that there is benefit to having everything under one roof. And other ways that could be done is if we're in one large site, uh, Mm -hmm. the... Ability to do that will would be dependent upon having capital funds, but other ways of looking at doing that might be in partnership with other organizations who also need more space. So we haven't ruled things out. We we are trying to look outside the box, and so have reached out to other community partners who may also need to be uh, looking at more space, who are also involved in either uh, the common theme with us, which is you know rehabilitation or education and young people. So just mm-hmm. as we see potential in every child who comes through the door, we see potential in, in working with partners as to need to find a way to to get a solution around our, our space challenges because we have mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have the staff and we have the the clients so we we need a, just the right environment in which to be providing the services and from the street you wouldn't know that to look at us except for if you from the street you would see all the cars parked on the street so we've really grown yeah. in our space you know there's a lot of people inside out. yes exactly <laughs> yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So how can people help? Well,
2: I think that some of the th- things we had mentioned earlier are, are are incredibly helpful to us because of the the way that third-party events and, and donations and volunteering can help us. Our, our staff, we have a number of staff and also families who are part of monthly giving. They're staff who have uh, payroll deductions. We have some families or individuals who, who just see it in their heart that it's something they want to support, who, who have a regular... Uh, a donation plan. Uh, people who include us in their wills or give gifts of shares or stocks uh, or people who want to make a donation in honor of, of a milestone of somebody's birthday or in lieu of a, of a, of a gift for a celebration or in memory. Uh, many, many people choose it as a, as a testament uh, when someone passes and make donations in That person's memory uh, to Lansdowne. So, so those contributions of of funds we can put directly into supporting the kids, and and that's that's very meaningful. Mm -hmm. We also, when we have people who are aware of what we're doing, and, and. and if they are aware of the of space that may fit our needs, or and and keeping us in mind, that that's helpful. If people who are for sure. able to 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 raise our profile, it means that if another future family doesn't know about Lansdowne or doesn't know that there are there are chances for their child to improve uh, and realize their potential, you know, it takes a whole community to to make people aware of that. So if, as a result of our show today, we've increased that awareness, it, it could help someone get to us sooner and. That's a good story. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That's right. You must make use of some volunteers as well. Volunteers are are so significant for us. Um, On the weekend, there was yet another fundraiser that we were so grateful of, and a networking group um, put on an event, and at that event... There were individuals uh, to entertain the children. And so we can use volunteers at our children's Christmas party. Again, Rotary is a generous uh, contributor of funds for us to include all of our clients in a great big party. And we have volunteers who help to turn the center into fun centers. And mm-hmm. we have volunteers who also can help with cleaning and disinfecting toys during our camps in the summer. Again, through human resources, we have to make sure that we have the appropriate police and children's aid checks So. That, uh, working with vulnerable people, we, we can assure mm-hmm. that safety, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, anyone involved in volunteering is aware of, and we, we model oh, that absolutely. from boor- board on down to the front with all of our yep. staff. But we, we have the exposure to a lot of volunteers through students who are looking for some of their volunteer hours or who are looking to pursue a, uh, a specific profession and want to see, is this for me? Okay.
1: Rita Marie, how can people reach you?
2: They can reach us at Lansdowne Children's Centre. Have a look at our website, because I think it will tell a lot, as you were mentioning, Lynn. It's www.lansdownecentre.ca. So it's L-A-N-S-D-O-W-N-E, centre.ca. And the phone number that will get you to our our main number, and we can connect people who want to ask questions, is 519-753-3153. We're happy to tell our story to anyone who wants
1: to know. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for being with us today, Rita Marie.
2: It's been my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity, Lynn.
1: That's great. Thanks. Uh, at this time, I'd like to remind everyone to tune in next week when our show will be called What Now? What steps should be taken to put one back on the track to financial health after a major setback? Uh, our guest will be Samantha Piercy, um, and she will walk us through that it um it could be the financial setback would come from poor decisions, bad advice, a uh, loss of a job, uh, divorce, all of those things um can lead to the setback and Samantha will help us um learn the steps that we should take. Remember, I welcome your thoughts, comments, questions, and suggestions for guests or ideas for show topics. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca. This is Lynn Wedham, and the show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.